Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Amy G, and I am a recovered compulsive reader. Today's date is Monday, June 22nd, 2020, and today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are at page 163 on the fourth paragraph, starting with so our fellow worker will soon have friends galore. I'm packing just that one paragraph. Today's readers are, and thank you so much for your service, Team Monday, Leslie W., Lisa B., Nancy P., Mary Beth F., Marge E., newcomer greeter Dory P., and our host for our second awesome hour, Do L. The reference number for yesterday, Sunday, June 21st, 2020, is 14,845. That's 14845. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is the fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overreading can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Mary Beth S. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Mary Beth. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you, Amy. My name is Mary Beth S., and I'm from South Bend, Indiana. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry it out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles 
in all our affairs. Thank you so much, Mary Beth. I will now ask for Marge E. to read the 12 Traditions. Go ahead, Marge. Thanks, Amy. Marge E. from Massachusetts. 12 Traditions. One, our Commonwealth issue should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive old reader who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Margie. Okay, so how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the direction for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time or you'll hear the buzzer in the background. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers, six months. Again, there is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted and please try to avoid um, speaker phones. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are on page 163 on the fourth paragraph at the bottom of the page. And then we're going, I'm going to ask Leslie W. to get us started. Go ahead, Leslie. Hey, thanks, Amy. This is Leslie W. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. So our fellow worker will soon have friends galore. Some of them may sink and perhaps never get up. But if our experience is a criterion, 
more than half of those approached will become fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. When a few men in this city have found themselves and have discovered the joy of helping others to face life again, there will be no stopping until everyone in that town has had his opportunity to recover, if he can and will. Um, if he can and will, I think those <laughs> those words really stand out to me um, in this paragraph. Everyone will have the opportunity to recover. You know, I, I'm so glad that I found uh, a way out of my misery. And, you know, you can either look at this program in one of two different ways. I suppose you could look at it with contempt. Um, you know, why why do I have to be here? Why am I a compulsive overeater? Why do I have to do these things? Um, you know, or or we can look at it as our opportunity. You know, this is an opportunity to. This is a way out. You know, my my grandmother and aunt who died of their compulsive overeating they didn't they didn't know about a way you know they didn't they didn't have a way out but i do um and i am willing i can and i you know i will and i have recovered of compulsive overeating recovered um what does it mean to be recovered um it's it's you know for the newcomers and the people who are on the line this morning and and who might be scratching their heads at that word there's lots of great special editions talking about it but really it just it just means neutrality it's a daily reprieve you know that's all i have is today um god has restored me to sanity for today but i can't sit back and cruise you know i I have to do the work. Um, I get to do the work. <laughs> um, my sponsor's always reminding me whenever I say, I have to do this, I have to do this. I get to. I get to do that. I get to show up for my family. I get to show up for my fellows. I get to have joy in my life again um, through helping others. And that is truly uh, the bedrock of this program um, for me and, and helping others. Um, I'm not, I'm not just taking anymore and that's, you know, it's a gift. It's really a gift and, and not only is it an opportunity, but it's a privilege. And with that, I think I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Leslie, for getting us started. So now we're going to take names and numbers of those who would like to share on what was read. And uh, we value everyone's experience, so we'd like to hear from everyone. So if you have shared on Thursday or Friday, if you could give way to those who have not, so we could hear from everyone. So who would like to share on what was read? Kate C. Kate Kim B, G. did you say? Kim. Kate C. Kate B. Okay, got it. Kim G. Who else? Sally. Sally, was it? Sally A. Sally A. Vasa O. Vasa. Kim T. Kim T. Or T. 
Yes, and Tom. Okay, thank you. Annette S. Annette. We take one or two more. Okay, well, this is a great lineup. Thank you, everyone, for being so polite. All right, Kate B., Kim G., Sally A., Vasa O., Kim T., Annette S. Okay, Kate, you're up. Okay, good morning. Um, Yeah, and it's Kate C. as in Charlie. Uh, So look at that sentence, if you can and will. My brother Tom just died of this illness, and he didn't have to. And he's been to treatment, and he's been to halfway houses, and... It is just so painful. I, I vacillate between anger and and denial and a little bit of acceptance. But it's it's just so painful to watch somebody slowly kill themselves. The part of this program, though, that's so significant for me is the friends and the fellowship um, that we have because it it is my lifeline, and I look forward to this every single day when I get up, and it just is a... A very important part of my life, and with that, it passed. Thank you so much for sharing, Kate. We hear you. We mourn your loss with you. I'm so sorry. Okay, next up, Kim G. Kim G. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G, and I've been recovered since um, January 2011. And there's there's two words that really pop out at me, so I'm gonna focus on those two words. One is um, that we, half of those approached will become fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. And then the last one is um, no stopping until everyone in this town has had the opportunity, opportunity to recover. So, you know, we were told earlier in the text that when we were approached by those in whom the problem has been solved. So, you know, that word approach is, are we approaching the still suffering, you know, especially in a pandemic? What does that mean? You know, for me, um, I talk to my sponsees specifically when they get to working with others about, you know, are you going early to to meetings or staying late so that you can catch the people that are new and specifically the people who is the majority of people who I meet who are coming in and out cycling relapse after relapse is still suffering. You know, are you returning your phone calls? That's the biggest complaint I get in a way is no one's returning the phone calls. You know, if you're not available to sponsor, are you giving your sponsees' names out? Are you um, giving other fellows' names out? Um, when you share, are you sharing because your ego just needs to be heard? Or are you sharing because you have a message of depth and weight that you want to carry? Um, you know, how much are you willing to inconvenience yourself to the still suffering, especially during a pandemic? It, it, it takes a lot of effort and almost creativity to make sure that we're still reaching out to the still suffering with no face-to-face meetings available for the most part. And the other flip of it is the opportunity. You know, the opportunity, you know, I, I grew up in Catholic schools and I think of 
in many religions, they have this idea of the chosen people. And it's this exclusionary idea that only the people that believe exactly as you believe in a specific church are chosen. And I heard this spiritual concept that just I love was that that's not what chosen means. Chosen means that everybody is chosen. Everybody has an op- equal opportunity to recover. The choosing is of the still suffering. The choosing is who among everyone is going to choose to do these steps. So the question of do you choose that? You know, when the chapter working with others, if you're not a, a sponsor, when you're listening to it, you're asking yourself, are you sponsorable? You know, I love when someone says the idea that my recovery began when I went from yeah, but to yes, ma'am. Because when I talk to a lot of people who are in relapse, what I hear is a lot of yeah, but, yeah, but. Trying to find that right sponsor. You know, I don't know about you, but I went from the best bakery to eating four-day-old donuts. And yet when I come into in OA, I'm thinking I have to find that right sponsor. No, you need someone whom the problem has been solved because it's the work that you do that's going to recover. So just the end, the approach is asking us who are recovered, what are we willing to do? Opportunity is for the still suffering. What are you willing to do today? And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Kim G. Okay, Sally A., you're up. Please go ahead. Hi, everyone. Sally A. from New Jersey. Can I be heard? I can hear you. Oh, thanks. My phone was acting weird. Um, for me, the, just this um, this part of the big book talks about uh, friendship. Just made me reflect a little bit on the fellowship and how, you know, even though I struggle, like I have made the best friends of my life in this fellowship. Like I've never had a room full of friends in my entire life, which was part of the problem, you know, an addiction mm-hmm. for me. It was very, very isolating um, disease and um <clears throat> you know, and it affected me in so many areas of my life. And I didn't know until I came to the fellowship and I learned, I learned about, you know, how to language the feelings I was having that I wasn't able to. And um, the symptoms of addiction that I had no idea um, that I had. And then for people to relate to me and feel safe, you know, and I felt safe enough to share what was honestly in my mind um, without judgment and, and therefore made you know, a ton of friends in this program and one of whom became one of the most important pivotal people in my life to this day. I met her in OA many years ago and I'm so grateful for that um, because that is part of the journey for me is is the friendships that are formed in this fellowship and the ability to be honest um, because if I can't be honest, if I don't feel safe enough to be honest, I, I can't recover. So with that, I pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Sally. Vasta, oh, it's your turn. Thank you, Amy, for your service. I'm Vasta, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater calling from from Massachusetts. Um, Yes, it's a good paragraph. I have been uh, a fellow member of the big book, uh, The Overeaters Anonymous, since October 25th, 1986. 34 years is by the grace of God out of it. I have friends galore, and part of this disease was isolation, of of course, the food, trying to, not feeling good about myself. So I didn't want to participate a lot out there in the world. I didn't want to be seen overweight. Uh, Yeah. 
I never ever thought in my lifetime I would ever be able to put the food down. It is by the grace of my higher power and working through the 12 steps. And I've been a gift. I have been given a gift I never thought or imagined I would ever have without being into the food for this many years. And, yeah, that's the first thing my sponsor said to me. You know, in order to keep what we have, we have to give it away. And that has been my goal, just to help others. And, you know, there's not very many people that I've worked with that want to stick with it or want to do the work or want to believe what I believe, and that's okay. I'm there for them. If A lot of times I've made mistakes, you know. I've kind of pushed them to kind of work the program, stay in recovery, and a lot of them don't want to, and I need to get, let them go and go to the next person. So I'm just so grateful, and uh, I never thought I'd have a life that I have today. And, um, and again, there's no graduation for me. Keep going with the steps, and when we're done, start all over again to pass it on. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Vasa. Okay. Kim T., please go ahead. Good morning. This is Kim T. in northern Michigan. Um, no script today, just trying to hopefully share what God intended for me to share. Um, I Helping others, the joy of helping others. You know, I used to help others to um, protect my self-image or, or worship my self-image. I used to juggle all these think balls in the air just trying to make sure nobody saw who I really was. Um, you know, make sure that this person's birthday was remembered because if I forget, you know, and won't be the per- perfect pastor's wife, if I don't make sure I pray this this way or write this this way, I'll look terrible. You know, it was all about how I looked. Um, and then when I got home in my little cocoon, I used to um, hide from the UPS man. I mean, I used to ask my husband to make my hair appointments because I was just, I couldn't pick up the phone. And then the other day, um, having gone through this program and still working it, I met um, a few neighbors that I've lived by for seven years and sat there and talked with them. I could have never done that before. I got the chance to step outside of myself, having learned about just relationships and how I could help other people, how I could stop thinking about myself so much. And now, every time I reach out, you know, I get to share the deepest part of me that I was trying to hide for so many years, um, just so that other person can identify with me, like I identified with all the wonderful people at my first OA meeting, like when um, I heard uh, a certain uh, person talk about behaviors on uh, special editions, and it brought me to tears. You know, if those people hadn't stepped out of themselves and shared, where would I be now? I just, I thank God 
for finding the joy of helping people. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Okay, Annette, you're up. Please go ahead. Hi, this is Annette from Vermont. Um, I'm a newcomer. I've been attending meetings, but I don't have a sponsor. Thank you. Um, I have a brother who died from this, and I have another brother who's dying from this. I don't want to follow in their footsteps. I've, I've reached my goal in 2012, and now I'm relapsed and worse than ever. And I think I um I don't know if I can have a sponsor because I don't know if I could trust people. So that's my problem. And um, I know that's the most honest I could be. Um, but I'm going to try and I hope this could work that I pass. Thank you, Annette, so much for sharing. Hopefully you can hang on to the second hour where sponsors give out their names and phone numbers for availability. But we're glad to have you and welcome. Thank you. Okay. Okay, great. So we're going to open up the line now to take more shares uh, on what was read. Again, if you've shared on Thursday or Friday, we ask that you hold off so that we could hear from some other folks as well. So who would like to share? Don't be shy. This is Laura W. Laura. Anybody else? Gina M. from Michigan. Gina M. And then there was someone else? Carolyn S. from New York. Carolyn S. Anybody else? Bob H. from California. Bob H. Okay. Next. Priscilla H. Somebody H. I'm sorry, I didn't get your first name. Priscilla. Oh, Priscilla. Priscilla. Okay, got it. Gotcha. How okay. could I miss that? All right. Take another person. Okay. Well, we have another great lineup here. Laura W., Gina M., Carolyn S., Bob H., and Priscilla H. Laura, please go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Laura W. I'm a recovered compulsive eater, anorexic, and exercise bulimic in South Jersey. And, uh, gosh, I love listening to everybody. I learned so much from this meeting. Um, So our fellow worker will soon have friends galore. Um, I was... Just like what was shared earlier, I was an isolator. I was a loner. I I thought that nobody would understand me um, because, you know, when I walked into OA, the the first person that looked at me and said, somebody said, what are you doing here? You don't look like you belong here. That's exactly what she said to me. And I just, like, froze like a deer in the headlights. And I was like... I have no place else to go, you know, and I know I knew it worked because I had been introduced to it through a treatment center, but I uh, I stayed and I did the work and miraculously somehow not only did I recover, 
but I met people who um, who loved me, who understood, and I didn't come in to get friends. I mean, that really wasn't why I came in. Selfishly, I came in because I needed to save my life, and I was willing to do whatever it took. But, you know, one of the, the benefits of this program is that um, I meet people who I become close friends with, my, my sponsees, my sponsor. Um, I don't necessarily hang out with them, you know, out, outside of the rooms often, but, but we are closer than many of my family members. Um, and it says we've discovered the joy of helping others to face life again. You know, I hear on this line all the time, we've been given the blessing of living two lives in one lifetime, and I truly have. God's given me a second chance at life, and I am not, at least for today, going to throw that away because um, it's better than any life I've ever had. Um, I, you know, there, yes, there's challenges and, and, of course, everything going on in the world. There's things that really are, are painful, but... But, you know, recovery is, it's just pure, it's pure joy. It really is. And the joy of helping others, you know, this program repairs not only my life, but the lives of my family, employers, spouses, you know, the believers, the non-believers, anyone who we come in contact with. And that's, you know, working with others. So, you know, working these steps for me means studying and following the directions in the first 164 pages. I don't need to figure anything out. It's not rocket science. I follow these 164 pages, and I continue to recover. Uh, lastly, I just want to say that there's no stopping until everyone in the town has the opportunity to recover if he can and will. Uh, you know, willingness is a big part of it, but, but more than just willingness, we have to do the work in order to get the results. We can't just wish it, wish for it. You know, it's kind of like, I want to win the lottery, I want to win the lottery, and you don't ever go buy a ticket. You know, we have to do the work. I'm so grateful for all of you for this program and for a second chance at life. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you so much, Laura. Okay, Gina M., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Gina, press star one. Okay, we'll try it again. This is Jana L., Compulsive Eater Restrictor from Michigan. And I just, that that line about having friends, and um, that stuck out, stood out to me. I've heard people say they were loners before. I was a defiant lo- loner. I told myself, my mantra was, I don't need anybody I had been so hurt and grown up in neglect and um and also with my traumatic brain injury uh it was very very hard for me to talk on the phone so I never talked on the phone and when uh the covid hit and the iso uh what did they call it the quarantine I went to a face to face AA meeting every single day because there were no OA meetings in my town. And so um, I thought, well, I'll, this is 12 steps. You know, I got sober and clean with the 12 steps. I can stop eating with the 12 steps. But um, no one there understood or talked about, you know, the eating part of this thing. So when I found this meeting and listened to it, it was twofold. I was very, very excited that people were talking about recovery from my disease, but I was also um, 
troubled because the just listening on the phone just scrambled my brain so much. You know, people would say they'd say, you know, who wants to talk? And I'd hear blah 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 blah, blah. and and I just I don't know what it did. My anxiety would just go through the roof, and just the fact that. Also, all the names. I don't remember names very well. So it was just all these names, and it just cluttered my brain. But I kept coming back. I kept listening, and I'm hearing names that, oh, yeah, I've heard that name before. And I do feel like I know people, even though I don't even know you. I feel like I have friends for the first time who really, really get what this is, you know, the 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 suffering of it, and um, for that I'm so grateful. And I and again I say you're so brave to moderate this meeting and try to understand the the names when we all talk at the same time. So thank you all very much. Pat. Thank you so much, Gina. We're glad to hear you. Glad to have you on the line and glad to have you share. Okay. Carolyn S., please go ahead. Hi, this is Carolyn S., a recovered compulsive overeater from New York, uh, Pleasantville, New York. And um, I'm so glad to be on the line today. Um, Thank you all. You give me so much inspiration. Anyway, um, anyone can recover if you can and will. If. Um, It's conditional. And we all know the person in the rooms who always says, this program is not for those who want it. It's not for those who need it. It's for those who do it. And for many years in program, I was only half doing it and half measures of ALS, nothing, not half, nothing. And that's where I was. Um, I would uh, get a year, 14 months, 16 months, and relapse over and over. I called myself the poster child for relapse. And then I realized that was just setting me up for another relapse. Um, I have 14 months now. I am not resting on my laurels. I am working my program harder than I ever have. This COVID has really been a gift to me because I am on at least one meeting a day, and often two. And um, even though I'm working, I'm working a lot from home, so I have flexibility. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's such a gift. I mean, this, this program, I believe, was divinely inspired. And um, if you follow the steps and the first 164 pages, like a blueprint for living, because that's what it is, you can recover and you can live in a fourth dimension, which is where I feel like I am now. The finally, the promises have all come true for me, all, and they never have all before. So I'm just very grateful. I'm also outside. Sorry about the truck. Um, Anyway, thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Bob H., you're up. Please go ahead. Bob Testar, Wanda, unmute, please. Oh, okay. Now can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Oh, good. Yeah, Bob from California, and uh, I'm kind of a newcomer, but I got a sponsor the other day, and uh, and uh, and following directions, and uh, and uh, uh, I I first was introduced to uh, OA. Uh, over 30 years ago, but uh, it never made any sense for me. So I went back to the original program 
that I started at and uh and uh, and I stuck with and uh, anyway uh uh just just recently I discovered uh, a vision for you and uh I could see real clear that this could work for me and uh and so I'm I'm really happy to be here and uh I, I the one thing I like to hear is people who say they're recovered and that's what I I I uh uh that's my ambition is to recover from uh from a compulsive uh food addiction which I've I have had most of my life even my childhood I I I I uh I, I coveted food and uh, and hid food behind my bed and 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 uh, as a child, uh, uh, whenever I was nervous or worried about my parents not getting be able to get along, uh, I would eat in the middle of the night and uh, try to try to uh, uh, distract my worries. So uh, anyway, deeply grateful to be here and uh, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Bob. Priscilla H. Looks like you're Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. I just love this paragraph. Um, I, I so want to share on it, and I'm not sure I can make much sense at all because it's like whirling around for me. <laughs> There's so much in it, um, in this paragraph. And one thing that jumped out at me um, is that when a few men, in the, or, and you might say men and women, women and men, have found themselves, ah, oh, that is so beautiful. We have, we have found ourselves. I can, I can claim um, recovery on a physical level since December 27 of this past December, um, but, but my recovery has been of the educational variety, like the book talks about in the back in Appendix 2. And so there have been, you know, starts and stops and going off into the weeds and coming back onto the path again and going two steps forward and three steps backwards maybe and sometimes the other way around. But the joy, the joy of helping others to face life. And, and that's one thing that... Um, that is the thing, maybe, that recovery on a physical level, mental, spiritual, moral, interpersonal level, um, is helping me to do is to um, face life, to face life. I always faced life. I learned how to face life in my family, but I learned how to do it with much anxiety inside and so um, the higher power of my not totally understanding that I call my best friend forever, my BFF, is helping me to face life moment to moment, hour to hour, uh, day by day. And this meeting has contributed so much through the things that people say in this meeting, not, not necessarily what they meant for me to hear, but what higher power meant for me to hear from what they said. And so I have the opportunity to recover, to be recovered, to keep on recovering, um, just as everyone else in that little town way back about the time I was born. Everyone else in that little town had that opportunity. And I'm 
so grateful. Just to wrap up, I'm so grateful that I was born. I'm eighty, almost eighty-four, and at the time that AA was being discovered, invented, received from the higher power. Otherwise, I would, I'm sure, not be alive today. But I am alive. I'm grateful. I'm happy. And thank you. Uh, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Priscilla. Right on time. Okay, so we have a few more minutes for some more shares. So who would like to share on what was read? We got time. This is Rosanne B. in Detroit. Uh, Rosalind, did you say? Ross Ann. Ross Ann. Sorry to butcher that. Okay. That's okay. Who else, would, <laughs> who else would like to share? Nadia B. Nadia? Okay. Sandy C. Fall River. Was that Sandy? Sandy, yep, with the beach. Yep, Sandy C. Okay. Thank you. One Kathy more, W. Kathy W. All right, let's go with that. Rothanne D, Nadia B, Sandy C, Kathy W. Okay, Rothanne, you are up. Please go ahead. Hi, Ross Ann B, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Detroit, and so grateful to be with everyone this morning. Um, the first sentence in this excerpt, so our fellow workers will soon have friends galore, I just want to give a shout out to all the remarkable fellows, many of whom are on the line and uh, others, uh, maybe not, not anymore, but I have been so gifted by the people I have met and worked with in this program. I have found people of great wisdom, compassion, um, tenderness, and I feel so, so grateful for them. I also want to say that when I am of service to others, when I am sponsoring someone, when I am providing outreach to someone, I feel closer to my higher power, I think, than any prayer or meditation brings me. I ask God to direct my thinking, and I believe that when I'm interacting with someone else in the context of service in this program, that a lot of times God is really speaking through me if I make myself, if I humble myself and I really listen. So working with others is such a gift to those of us who are recovering. And as we know, it's essential. The only way that I stay recovered, that I stay away from the food and on the spiritual path is if I'm doing service. So thanks so much and have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you so much, Rosanne. Nadia B., your turn. Please go ahead. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service, Nadia B., gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater in Connecticut. And I just wanted to um, express my gratitude today for my friends and just tell you how I've, um, you know, discovered the friendships here and what that means to have opportunity to recover. So um, through the years, I think I've um, come to this program, I've come to um, this fellowship, um, this meeting in particular in 2015, and was presented with, with opportunity. So this woman 
talked to me every single day because I didn't know how to put the food down. Um, today, she is my friend. No matter what, when I text her or, you know, that I'm going through something or I text her for a 10 step, she will pick up the phone. Um, you know, when I relapse, People have spent time with me. They picked up the phone. They checked up on me here. That's my, that was my opportunity. Did I will always want to do this? Not necessarily. But I knew I had to. Because what was the other choice? I couldn't do anything else. And, you know, I'm, I'm just really grateful for the willingness. But I, what I wanted to say that today my friends here are... Um, if I'm going through something and they know through a challenge, they will reach out, text, check up on me. If I need to do the work, they um, will answer the phone. Um, people have um, listened to my fifth step at six in the morning for three hours. This is the fellowship. This is the friendship that I've built here that God provided for me when I was willing um, and was willing to do to go to any length to do anything that I needed in order to get out of the pit of self pity and um, uh, delusion that I can do it on my own when I had nowhere to go. God gave me this friend, this fellowship, so I could live, so I could survive this disease. And um, you know, I'm so grateful for those friends today. Still, um, that five years in, um, I can still rely on um, for uh, support. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nadia. Okay, Sandy C., looks like it's your turn. Please go ahead. Thank you. My name is Sandy C. I'm in Fall River, Massachusetts. And the word that popped out of me uh, out at me today was town because this weekend I got to participate in the first ever virtual convention. And um, I, ho I know some of you were there. Our own beautiful Melissa and Janet um, gave glorious qualifications that were just extraordinary. And there were over 2,000 people there. Oh, I'm going to cry. And um, we translated. We had people from Russia, from the U.K., from Italy, from Brazil, from France, from French, French Canada, Canada, it was unbelievable. the 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 Russians, although I hate to call them the Russians, but the um, the mm -hmm. recovering overeaters in Russia led a meeting in Russian that got translated into English. What a humbling experience! So, in terms of a vision for you and the word town, now we have a global town and. Um, I have absolutely no doubt that the quarantines and the COVID um, created the circumstances under which this convention was became went from being just a good idea to an urgent necessity. And I feel so blessed and so privileged to have participated and to know that my town now takes up the entire globe. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy C. Kathy W. Please go ahead. Hi, this is Kathy W. from upstate New York. Um, this is a really great paragraph for me. Um, 
you know, this talking about friendships and connections and stuff. You know, I spent many years in isolation. And um, so that means I get to work out my internal dynamics and how I relate to people. So sometimes my uh, interactions with people in general or even fellows gets bumpy for me. You know, they're fine. They're very fine. They're not doing anything wrong. But I get a little bit, you know, antsy. So I get to have the opportunity to uh, call another fellow, um, whether it's in this fellowship or, or another fellowship with strong recovery, and they help me pick it apart. And they help me to see what's going on and better approaches to um, to use with uh, friends and especially people in recovery who are so critical to my uh, health, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Um, I also want to share that um, in terms of helping uh, people that are just coming in, I spoke to a newcomer yesterday. And I, I think that I helped hope, gave her hope and lifted her spirits. Um, I also want to say that people have mentioned loss of loved ones. Um, before I started my physical recovery, I lost a brother to the disease of addiction. And uh, six months after I came in, I lost another brother to uh, compulsive overeating. And... Uh, I somehow, by the grace of God, honestly, God, I don't know how I did it. I prayed. I put myself in the hands of God. I put my whole family in the hands of God. And that would work for about five seconds, you know, honestly. But I kept doing it, and I kept reaching out, and I kept staying connected. And I, by the grace of God, honestly, I stayed abstinent. So anyway, because I knew when I, when I, before I started my physical recovery, if I kept doing what I was going to do, what I was doing, I'd be dead, you know? So, um, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks for letting me share. This is Kathy W. from upstate New York. Thank you so much. Kathy W. Okay. So we have time for about one or two shares. Who would like to share? Uh, Dwight M. Dwight M. Okay. So, shall I go ahead then? Uh, Dwight, hold on one sec, because I think we can fit okay. one more person in. Dwight M., is there anyone else? We could split the time. Well, it looks like it's you, Dwight. Please go ahead. All right. Thank you. Sandy for your W. Service. Oh, okay, Sandy W. Thank you. Sorry. I'll put, I'll put you on. No, 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 that's fine. Go ahead. All right, so Dwight. We're going to go ahead with Dwight and then Sandy. Go ahead, Dwight. Hi, good morning, everybody. Dwight M., uh, Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater from Springfield, Ohio. Um, the first sentence in the paragraph, so our fellow worker will soon have friends galore, uh, kind of friends that feels like uh, I'm gaining in this program as people who understand the the insanity of compulsive overeating. And uh, I think we have friends that know us on a surface level, that we have acquaintances and uh, people that we're able to share a little bit of ourselves with. And then we have closer friends that we're able to uh, have a little bit more intimacy with, and we kind of reveal our crazy to those friends. And so uh, my experience so far in this program with sponsors and with people who are working with me, they're gracious and willing to give of themselves and willing to share 
our particular type of uh, insanity that we we get restored to sanity by our higher power. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, grateful for other people in the program who are uh, gracious enough to answer the phone when I call and it's a, a strange number. Uh, they'll put, they'll either pick up or they'll give me of their time, give me their time, and uh, I look forward to being in a place in recovery where I can I can give back as well. I'm working through the steps right now with a sponsor and going through the big book and. Uh, my experience is that's that's bringing me some recovery one day at a time. So I'll keep doing that, and uh, I just appreciate everybody on the line and your willingness to to help me stay abstinent and from the food. I'm grateful for you. Thanks for your time and your service. Take care. Awesome, Dwight. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay, so Sandy W., you are going to take us out. Please go ahead. Hi, this is Sandy W. from Virginia. Um, grateful, grateful today to be abstinent. Um, the first thing that stuck out to me was half of those approached will become fellows. Um, so I've been on both sides of this fence. I've been the one sinking and I've been the ones swimming, you know, with my hand reaching out to other fellows. I've been in OA for six to seven years, but, um, and the solution is there at my feet. But um, my history includes 50 years of being in this addiction. Um, so, um, I am very grateful to the fellows and the people that I can share that life with and that misery and that suffering with. Um, the other thing that stuck out, discovered the joy of helping with others face life again. Um, during my time in OA, I've never gotten to the opportunity to sponsor. Uh, I've been the yeah, but person. I've had excuses, other priorities, self-pity. Um, I rested on my laurels, and so during that time, I've had relapses, and my heart goes out to those people that have lost family members because we have a, mm. a chronic and progressive disease. Um, my disease has gotten notably progressive in the last year, so I am so grateful that this past week I found vision and have been able to daily tap into other people's strength and um, experiences. Um, I've been given this reprieve. Um, I have neutrality with the food, um, but regardless of this limited abstinence, I know that I can still reach out and I can still share because maybe somebody's path is similar to mine and that calling and picking up that um, 10-pound weight, as some may say, is a new part of my program. So there's there's things that I've learned, you know, during the the time of relapses, um, is that this has to be part of my program. I have to be willing to go to any lengths. I have to be willing to um, to get out there and not isolate. Um, and then the last thing um, with I'll close with is that there'll be no stopping. Um, we have an opportunity to recover if he can and will. Um, I know that during those 50 years, I have tried so many other different solutions. My disease has talked to me and lied to me for decades. And I know one thing today. I can't, my higher power can, and that I need to keep and maintain that connection with my higher power and that I need to be relentless in this program because I know that my disease gets stronger and is relentless also. So thank you very much for those who have provided service and who've shared today, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Sandy. Perfect timing. We're going to wrap things up today.
I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. Uh, thanks so much to Team Monday for your service. Please join us for another awesome second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Monday, June 22nd, 2020, is 14,848. That's 14848. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Nancy P., if you could please read that. Nancy, press star one to unmute. Sorry, 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 my phone, my phone, um, page 164. <sighs> Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of, the past, of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.